millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, Brody Croft secures an endorsement deal with AstraZeneca after being offered to everyone and accepted by no one. New deadly strain of COVID discovered, where your dick disappears and your wallet is empties. Experts dub it the Coruscant variant. This week in league reverses our stance on prayer circles and rejoices in Aaron Woods returning to the Tigers. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 21 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 422 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we going, fellas? I feel like it's been fucking ages since I've spoken to you. Not well, long enough. Yeah. You're right there. <laughs> COVID, mate. You're not, you're not wrong, Glenn. stand still. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. Um, yeah, obviously the first episode uh, of the week, the recap episode was delayed thanks to some, you know, COVID-related postponed fuckery. But... Uh, we're back now with the regular Wednesday night episode, and we should be back on track now. You know, as we as we settle into our our locked down existence. Indeed, uh, what a, what a miser- miserable time it is. I mean, it's, it's it's unconstitutional for us to have been locked down for what five four days five days <laughs> <laughs> at this point. But yeah, time to fire up the smoker again. Look. I'm fucking all for freedom of choice and people expressing their freedoms. I've turned a corner. Oh, have you? I've turned a fucking corner. This, this fucking is a dangerous corner. corner. This is a dangerous neighborhood to walk into. <laughs> no, this is what exact corner did you turn no. around? Yeah. No. I've realized that the, the Mrs. Wintersteins of the world yes. are actually the universe manifesting natural selection. We fucking thought we'd get away from it. We we had things like, you know, um, we we nerfed the world, and put fucking corner protectors on the bench tops of life, and too many mm-hmm. dumb cunts survived. Mm-hmm. And so the universe has given us the black rice pushers. That's <laughs> righting its own wrongs. So anyone who doesn't agree, please get out and march. I encourage you all. And fucking cough and on you, each other. And, and lick every handrail along the way. <laughs> I mean, the other way to look at it is, you know, maybe these maybe these people um, that are, you know, all for their freedoms and, and you know, they, they consider it a big conspiracy and it's a big experiment. Maybe they're right, but they're the control group. And so they don't know what that means, though. So I tell you what, I got in an Uber a, a little while, and this was well before this, this current lockdown. And it was one of those Ubers where you get in and within three seconds, you know exactly what you need to know about the person. So right. fucking like, 
You know, like people have a postcard of Jesus in their car as if it's a family photo. Like I've seen it in I've seen it in movies. I've never actually seen it in real life. <laughs> I'm I'm all for fucking religious iconography. Whatever you need to remind you of what you hold dear, fucking more power to you. But when there's Jesus in a robe, holding like a little boy dressed as he's as if he's like from the thirties, that shit's fucking weird, <laughs> right? Maybe maybe actually got a postcard from Jesus. <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe but from the womb to the tomb. And, <laughs> so this goes to and, and you know our our conversation. Yeah, covered many different topics, but he his point was that he believes masks dehumanize us. You know, dehumanizes it dehumanizes us. To which I turned around and said, "I tell you, that, yeah, that may be so, but you know what dehumanizes you more than that? Jordan fucking fuck rotting in the rotting in the ground. <laughs> rotting in the ground is a pretty fucking dehumanizing experience <laughs> on the totem pole." Of being dehumanized, <laughs> and I'm probably sure he smashed my uh, my user rating. So I was good. That that that, that was my thought. You're talking about the, you know fiery topics with someone who is like on you know on the other side of the argument. You, you're debating that in a in an Uber. I mean, that's one way, that's one way to get yourself a one star. Or I mean, presumably you gave him a you know a one star as Fuck well. Yeah. Though. Mm. yeah, that's it. Um, welcome new listeners. And any religious ones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people who, you know. Give one star ratings. Are for, are, are for herd immunities and, and <laughs> or just, you know, letting it rip through the community and, uh, you know, preferring six month lockdowns well, to yeah, again, six day ones. It's fucking killing racist old cunts. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, unfortunately now 20 year olds. RIP. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, news this Racist week. Racist old uh, cunts. Going to be some fucking property on the market here in Toowoomba shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate gets all the ads for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. all the ads. Yeah. I don't watch. TV I'm not going to mention the name of the estate because they're not. Yeah, you know, they're not. They're not paying me, so I'm not going to mention the, the name. They can't do, pay you and Shane Webke. Fuck I'm me. Not, I was going to say I'm not going to do fucking Shane Webke's job for him. <laughs> now. Uh, what's what to talk about the you know this week? I mean, there's a couple of stories. Uh, did you hear that uh, Brody Croft has been uh, given p- permission to talk with uh, other clubs, and he's been shot to three potential NRL suitors? Did you also hear that other clubs have declined the invitation <laughs> to talk to Brody Croft? <laughs> uh, apparently, he's he is on 450 Gs a year. And uh, and yes, that is that that is a top dollar for someone who's a you know predominantly a reserve grader at one of the worst teams in the competition. Mm. Uh, he uh, he wants to remain in Australia, but he would consider a short term move to Super League in a bid to join an NRL club in twenty twenty three, with the hopes that it would be a Brisbane expansion team who will be looking for players. Fuck, Brody Croft's revenge Sony. season. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, look, you know, I've got to say, it's a, it's a, it's a great move from Icon. Icon, the uh, the the Broncos salary cap. I mean, if they're paying four hundred fifty Gs for Brody Croft, I mean, they're yeah, you know, no wonder they're where they. I mean, no wonder they're where they are and need to shed some you know fucking dollars off that salary okay. cap because that is not a uh, prudent allocation in, of funds. In perspective, you know, it it's not 
it's probably not an Ash Taylor value situation, as in they're paying him a mil, and is he mm. twice as good as Brody Croft? I don't think so. Mm. But it's worse than Ben Hunt. You know, I'd take half oh, yeah. of Ben Hunt over a full Brody Croft. Talent wise, what they thought what they thought they were getting was Cooper Cronk light. Yeah, yeah. Hence, they paid for. Four fifty, and and I think that's it with Brodie Croft. He could be an excellent cover seven for a team with excellent structure and a, a group of players who know exactly what they need to do in their game every single night, and he just slots in and provides for them. There's a few things you've said there that are not the Brisbane Broncos. Maybe all of what you said. Well, un- unfortunately, there's probably two teams that fit that mould in the comp, being the Storm and the Roosters, and he's come from one of them, was mm. unwanted at one of them, and the other doesn't need a half. Mm. So. Yeah. Now, uh, another story. I, w- I want to preface this. I want to preface this other story to say this is obviously, this is obviously media bullshit because the West Tigers gets the clicks. <laughs> but because when you look at the, the the quotes that are attributed to the player in question, it's so uncommittal enough. This is someone has come to him with a scenario and had and and he's responded to it, and they've turned it into a story that this is you know something that could happen, and that being that our unwanted sharks prop Aaron Woods is open to a return to the West Tigers. Uh, with his future uncertain, only a couple of games left in the season, off contract at the end of the year, and he has been told he's not in the in the Sharks' plans beyond this season. And he is quoted as saying yeah, that he he wouldn't say no if the Tigers came knocking. Uh, the quote from him is, uh, "Mate, no idea. Obviously, some stuff happened in pretty much every club that needs a player. I get mentioned at the moment." Um, he goes on further to talk about Cronulla, blah blah blah, and then all he says about, about the Tigers. Say- that yep. Aaron Woods has shown an incredible level of self-awareness until I heard that he said that. Yeah, Every, then he, and every then he club says, that it, needs a player, I get mentioned. Yeah. He says, it's been good that the deadline's now over, so I don't have to worry about my name getting mentioned every day in the media about being linked to certain clubs. I'm more focused on what happens at Cronulla. If it happens at the end of the season, I don't care. I don't mind waiting. I just want to focus on what I've got going at Cronulla. And this is where the quote comes in. They, he admitted he would consider a move to his junior club, the Tigers, who he played the first 146 of his 228 NRL games to date for from 2011 to 2017. And here's the quote that the whole article hinges on. Yeah, definitely. You never say no to anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I love West Tigers stuff, especially the prospect of Woodsy going back there because it's just fucking delicious. Makes me moist in all the fucking right ways, but this this story is like the very fucking epitome of everything we've spoken about in terms of how the NRL media runs. It's a non-story, and I'm not saying he's not going to turn up there. Maybe this article will be the fucking spark that lights the flame that turns into the absolute franchise burning inferno blaze of Woodsy returning to the West Tigers. Jesus. Well, may you mock the West Tigers, Nathan. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. You don't have, you, no... The interesting thing is, the article also says the other two clubs that are looking at him are the Dragons and the Broncos. 
Yeah, I thought the Broncos had already ruled out anything. I, I, because I thought after the Broncos, they tried to pin it on uh, Manly and the Eels. And I don't know what happened with the Eels. I don't know if they made it, but I, I know privately people involved in Manly said his name came up and was like instantly, like the second the word Woods left the person's mouth, it was instantly shot down as no fucking way. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the eels. I mean, I don't see. There's no. There's certainly no need for him. I mean, the eels are good. It's the like the, the NRL's playing a game of musical herpes. <laughs> Wherever the clock stops, whoever's holding the steaming pile of dog shit gets Aaron Woods. Mm-hmm. Can I say, I've long <clears throat> had the opinion that there is a talent drought in the NRL, as in there aren't enough up and coming players to put enough pressure on Woods's generation of players to either keep them uber competitive or push them out. And this is an example of that where there is a player who was an ex-representative player and he was a rep player when the game was vastly different in style than it is today. Vastly different. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. And he's still a viable option for multiple clubs. <laughs> I think yeah, the NRL gets what we're by. Yeah. Sorry, you go, Nate. So it sounds like at the moment he's actually not, though. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's coming, you know, he's coming up into the last month of his contract mm-hmm. and he doesn't know where he's going next year, Where whereas you've seen an absolute feeding frenzy, not just on futures contracts, but also for guys like, you know, swapping over before the start of August. Yep. So, um, so yeah, the fact that hasn't happened... I think does position him more where he's really at well, in terms of the but, game. But what I'm saying is that there are still clubs that have space in their roster where he could potentially land. Mm. If the Dragons and the Broncos are looking at signing him, then that means that there aren't more viable options out there. You know, the, the Rabbits have just signed Anthony Milford. Yeah. If there was a situation where there was a, a draft class that was coming in, tell me that the Rabbits wouldn't have gone through that and said, who do we get that we can have as a Benji Marshall replacement so we don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for the broken Bronco when mm. Wayne Bennett's not even going to fucking be here? What, if, yeah, what think... if Woodsy and Benji go back to the Tigers next year? Wow. <clears throat> you may as well dig up the fucking corpse of Lottie while you're at it. <laughs> Put him on the wing with you know, and then you can fuck off, fuck Noffer off to Origin Finals land or wherever it is that he thinks he lives, <laughs> where, where he deserves to live, mate. <laughs> I think to your point, Jay. I think that the NRL is guilty of players, certain players with higher profiles. Woods being one of them, he gets gets a fair bit of media attention and um, he cops a fair bit of flack. But as they say, certainly in the media, any attention is good attention. But um, I think guys with profile. Matt Moylan's another one. His profile's getting him contract. You know, more contracts, more more minutes, and you know, he's not playing a huge amount of football. I I think he's a talented footballer, but guys like that are getting minutes and games and contracts ahead of guys that are playing reserve grade that are, are more than worthy of a of a, you can, Consistent first grade time. 
So you're saying the talent's there, it's just not given an opportunity. Well, I, I think so because the coaches, you know, it's <laughs> to use Nate's favourite saying, it's, it's a results-driven business and coaches are less likely to go with an unknown quantity than they are with a perceived known quantity, even if that known quantity is quite obvious to most of us, well past their fucking best. Yeah, interesting. Aaron Woods being, that's that's my two cents. Yeah, but. no, that makes sense. Also, at the moment too, you got to remember, like the last two seasons we've been under the situation where there hasn't been very much football played outside of first grade either. Mm. Which is which I, I think we're going to see. You know, that's that's going to arrest the development of some players that perhaps kill it at the junior level, but they need that constant game time moving up through you know the bigger bodies. And it, and like there are some there are some kids that are guns and don't make it, and when they've got to play against you know grown men, mm. and I wonder if this like you know so, you know having almost two years off between those two levels, I wonder what happens to the next generation coming through if you know there's there are there are players that just that miss out just because the time affects them to the point where they just they're not able to make the jump mm. so mm. interesting now the last thing um i wanted to talk about was the uh it, it, it's uh, this is not set in stone yet it hasn't happened yet but it's said to be happening that the rugby league world cup is set to be postponed until next year the 2022 uh the NRL is expecting an official announcement from the World Cup organisers in the next 24 hours, confirming that the month-long tournament has been pushed back to next year. Uh, organisers will meet uh, Thursday morning our time, so tomorrow morning as we sit here recording, uh, with an official call to postpone the tournament expected to be made. Uh, and this comes after, obviously, the NRL and, and uh, the key is withdrawing their national sides and then that the joint statement put out by the 16 NRL clubs last week calling for it to be postponed am- uh, amongst... COVID-19 concerns. Um, thoughts, fellas? Mm. Oh, I, A couple of reasonable sized events have gone ahead that would far outstrip the Rugby League World Cup. I, like, my, my feeling is... Like I would love to see the World Cup go ahead with Australia and New Zealand. Like you know, everyone's full strength, happy families, mm-hmm. and they're all going for the they're all fucking going for the prize. But at the same time, the way that Australia and New Zealand pulled out, I also would have loved to have seen a World Cup without them go ahead. Yeah, fuck yeah, and 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 just say fuck you. And you know, I'm sure you're missing a certain amount of viewership. But it's not it's it's not a bums in seat situation for Australia or New Zealand. It's what they're doing over there, yeah. and apparently ticket sales were were you know were fine on that side of things. And yeah, you know, the TV TV viewership would probably be down somewhat, you know, coming from down this part of the world. But like, I, just, I just think they need a bit of a kick in the ass. I think I think Australia and New Zealand like need to. It it'd probably be down only if you know Channel Nine would do that Channel Nine thing and go. Well, Australia's not playing, so there probably won't be much interest in any of these other games. Mm. Whereas if they actually you know, played some emerging nations, there would be, I'd say guaranteed to be people of that heritage somewhere in their family 
in Australia, given the society that we yeah, are. Yeah, but yeah, but you would also could see that there there would be a certain uh, a certain percentage and segment of like the rugby league viewing public in Australia and New yep. Zealand, but especially Australia, that would just be like fucking no Australia, no care. Yeah, there would be there would be yeah. the casuals that you wouldn't get. Um, yeah. I think it would be far stronger than they assume. My stance on it hasn't changed in terms of, and, and Glenn, I get your point that the Olympics has gone ahead. Um, if every Olympian in the Australian team got COVID, realistically though, what would that disrupt back home? It would be terrible for them and their families on a personal level, mm. um, except if the soccer team get it. Obviously, the world would be a better place with less soccer players in it, but... <laughs> um, what would that disrupt? Whereas what the reasoning was here is that it's become apparent over COVID the fucking stranglehold that the broadcasters have on the scrotum of the game in this country Mm -hmm. and the potential disaster it could be financially if something were to happen that affected the season or the quality of the season. Mm. And that's what they're all scared of. Yeah, I, I completely get that. I just feel like as an entity and, you know, love the sport of rugby league, love the NRL despite the um, performances of my team over the last decade. Um, but you got the Olympics, which is the biggest sporting event in the world. Um, and then you've had the, the Euros in England. All I'm saying is those events... Olympics without fans, Euros with fans, they've been managed mm. and managed effectively. We yeah. don't know the long long term and the ongoing. No one knows that. Um, I don't know. I'll then just... I'd also give you that other point of view here that you're dealing with countries and situations in the Euro where pretty, pretty much most of the countries in Europe are getting absolutely big dick buried mm. by COVID at the moment and have either a high enough vaccination and herd, herd immunity because every cunt over there's had it. Yeah. That it's not so much. What you're dealing with with Australia and New Zealand are two countries that have, you know, and I know that there's fucking lockdowns affecting everyone's life at the moment and it's a shit situation. But compared to the globe, we have been relatively unscathed in terms of deaths, deaths and in terms yeah. of infection rates. Yeah. So that's, again, a vastly different risk profile to to sending Aussies out there and back. And again, I know we've just sent them to the Olympics and and all of that stuff. What makes it even more difficult now is, do you remember a little while ago that all the Olympic athletes got to push in line to get their COVID vaccines? Mm. Can you imagine now trying the same thing with the Eastern Seaboard or the important parts of the Eastern Seaboard in lockdown, yeah. Can you imagine trying to put that through? That yeah, that, that, that would be I, I, interesting. That, task. That, I think they do. Th- that would be hard. That would be hard to overcome. Though, I don't think. You reckon? You reckon people in lockdown in Sydney would be okay that all the footy players got their jab before them because they had to go over to England? I, I'm sure yeah, they'd especially be, especially in Sydney. I'm there'd sure be people there. Of course, there'd be. Of course, there'd, there'd, be, it, there'd be a negative. Yeah, there'd be a negative, a negative reaction in segments. But I bet it would. It would blow over quick. Fucking smart. Because you'd have the office of the prime minister fucking washing that over, Scotty from marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, yeah. Um, but after that, I do agree with you, Nate, that they should have just said, well, fuck you then. You know, we will go ahead without you. You know, wasn't there a fucking Olympics that a bunch of people boycotted? I still went ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, that was like that was like in the height of the Cold War. You had like the the Soviet Union boycotting the Olympics in in Los Angeles, there and and America boycotting the nineteen eighty Olympics in Moscow. There you go. And so, and and that's like two of the top five, or yeah, at the time probably top three medal getters. Yeah. Mm. At an Olympics, boycotting each other's Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you know, back to back. Yeah. See, yeah, there um, you go. It's fucking, you know, yep. cool. The event is bigger than any nation. Mm. Yeah, no one's saying that. No one's saying that. You know that the any any gold medals won in in 1984 in Los Angeles were were you know like illegitimate joy medals. Is that the one? That you came? know, I'm pretty sure that was engraved on them. If you, <laughs> oh, was won, it? If you won gold in '84 or '80, illegitimate. <laughs> Illegitimate well, joy. The gold, the gold medals were actually just chocolate wrapped in foil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Do you have any other uh, any other news stories that you you spotted through the week you want to talk about? Nothing that wasn't absolute fucking bullshit clickbait. It feels it, it it feels it feels um weird anyway because we were literally just like talking about shit last night, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, oh, look, the other thing that worries else. me yeah. is this emerging fucking story of the amount of fucking players that are going to have an objection to getting their jab. Yeah. Not enough That's is being said about that even. Just, a, just a, another segment of just, it's just like, yeah, the, the NRL as always is like a, a microcosm segment of Fuck society at large. Except usually with you know more of the worst parts in it, yeah. Because just just because you know the, the the privileged life of professional sportsmen who have been largely insulated from the realities of life since they were fucking talented teenagers maybe, killing it at school, maybe getting scouted by Glenn at the fucking Darling Downs <laughs> <laughs> carnival. Or maybe David up from the time they're fucking eight. Get signed with us. <laughs> And I'll set you up with that gymnast. I know where she lives. <laughs> you guys have a serious issue. But maybe David Nofaluma deserves to get COVID. Maybe. Is he an anti-vaxxer? Oh, fuck I don't, I don't, I know. I don't follow him on, so, w- on the social. It wouldn't surprise me if he was. He fits the profile of somebody. He's an anti-defender. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that means he is pro-vaccine. I mean, he's, just, he's massively into social distancing, man. He's like, he's a... He, can He's an absolute please? example of social distancing in defence. He's like, I refuse, I refuse the vaccination because I'm 100% against defence. Can you please uh, send him a letter and tell him that the next Freedom March is actually a fucking honour guard for him to run out to and he needs to run through it and hug and high-five every individual there? <sighs> yeah, look, I mean, you would definitely get... I mean, from what I've seen on Instagram... Uh, from players that who I thought were otherwise, you know, reasonably intelligent, if they if the NRL said, look, you know, as a as a condition of the registration of your contracts and shit, that you know you've got to be vaccinated, yeah. On one hand, I think that they've all everyone's gone on board and done, you know, this you know, perform the sacrifices required in terms of being away from their families for you know, like not so much this year. This year they sort of brought the families in for them, but you know, like last year there were periods, and then you saw the sacrifices that the Warriors made, etc. Yep. Would does that mean does that then hold that they would extend to 
getting vaccinated to keep things running? Or, you know, or does their, or does their influencer wives, you know, start to pull the strings and... I think Bryce Cartwright showed us that, um, you know, a, a stance on on that sort of thing is great up until you don't have a contract anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you you might rethink or be happy to take in some new information that you hadn't previously considered strongly. Mm-hmm. The term WAG doesn't apply to the wife or girlfriend of people stacking shelves at Woolworths or Coles. Yeah, that's so. it. It's true. Mm. It's true. Previews. Let's see what's coming up for this week. Thursday night, the Newcastle Knights take on the Brisbane Broncos and uh, at Suncorp, this one. I thought they were all going to be at Suncorp, but it seems like they're spreading them around Seabus and Suncorp this weekend. Um, the night side, Pierce is back, but uh, Jaden Braley is out. Um, and he's being rested. Uh, Crosland drops to the reserves. Randall's the new hooker. Tex Hoy is out of the squad completely. Sue and Watson swap um, back after Sue started on Sunday. Callum Ponga is the captain. The Broncos side. Jake Turpin uh, is out with an ankle injury. Katoni Staggs is out with a knee injury. Jesse Arthur's in the centers with Danny Levi and uh, in there for hooker. Milford and Kelly are both reserves. That is uh, extended reserves, not in the 17. How do you see this, my fellas? Both last start winners. Mm, Before I saw, before the uh, the Katoni and and, um, Turpin were out, Mm. I would have, I actually thought to myself, you know, this. This is win- a winnable game for the Broncos. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I don't know so much. Yeah. But... I think I think Staggs is a massive, massive out, not yeah. only for his skill and what he brings in that regard to the team, but also for whatever reason, the influence he has over the over the playing group. They they tend to lift when he's in the side, and um, I don't know. I think the Knights played some some pretty good footy in patches. Um, in that win over the Raiders, albeit the Raiders dropped their bundle a bit, but I think the, the Knights should be too strong for the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree too. I think it's far, far too strong. I mean, the Broncos, like, they were great. They were legitimately good last week, and like, across the park. But, you know, the Knights are a different prospect to the Cowboys, and while I'm not ready to, to you know, anoint the Knights as, you know, as back... But Are you giving him you know, credit? It's, it's a yes, yeah, not so much. Like, mm. like just what's like slightly less than credit, like afterpay or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the Raiders take on the Dragons in the pub slot uh, game at down at Seabus. Double header down there for nobody on Friday night. The Raiders side. Um, Sebastian Chris with an HIA, he's out. Uh, Timoko's a new player in the back line. Ryan Sutton returns to lock. Uh, Young moves to second row. And uh, Harry and Nora to the bench. Uh, Soliola is out of 17, bringing in uh, Elijah Anderson on the bench. Now, Dragon side. Ben Hunt is out with the uh, broken arm we were talking about last mm. night. Clune replaces him in the halves. Josh Kerr and Jared Beal. Oh, here we go. We were talking about this last night. Here. So Josh, Josh Kerr and Jared Beal are the last two. Uh, rotating suspensions that are out for the Dragons. Okay. 
Uh, so coming back in, you've got Jack Bird at fullback, Blake Laurie at prop, uh, DeBellin at lock. They were all suspended uh, for the party. Uh, Josh McGuire and Zach Lomax uh, have completed their COVID isolation, so they're back in. Uh, Cody Ramsey in the centres. Norman moves to the halves alongside Clune, Sloan out of the squad, and Sullivan dropping to reserves. And uh, Tyrell Fuimaono is suspended. That's another one that fucking died a death. The, the story about the little fucking millennial tantrum thrower, Lomax, who mm. un- unfollowed the dragons on Instagram. Mm. Um, you know, it after- got hosed down pretty quickly, but without saying what the deal was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's great. I mean, if journalists say, look, I've called the club or I've called the player and there's nothing to it. Okay, fine. So wh- why? What was all that then? Well, you know, he's called the club and they've gone, fucking let me check. And they're going, there's some cunt on the phone wants to know why someone sent us a telegram. (laughs) We don't know anything about that. Well, Um, it's the dragon. So they're like, I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What? Someone has intercepted our telegrams? (laughs) My chison. Yeah, I think with Ben Hunt out, a lot of the direction goes out of the Dragons. Yep. And the Raiders, they've shown glimpses of being able to knuckle down and try and drag themselves out of this funk. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just fortuitous that they've caught the Dragons in this stage of troops. Uh, But the the Raiders will take this one. Yeah, like one one thing the Raiders can do in their 2021 incarnation is beat sides with Origin players out. And with Ben Hunt out of the dragon side, that's what they are. So uh, just on that basis alone, I think that the Raiders may be able to bounce back. Correct. Mm. They're fucking disappointing last week, though. Yeah. But that's the only thing that gives me pause. Uh, Without Ben Hunt, Hunt, you look through that dragon side and it just looks like 17 Dragons fans. Just fucking pack of useless cunts. Raiders by plenty. I look at that lineup, I look at that Dragons lineup, and what I see is is like 50 missed tackles. Minimum. That's what, Yeah, that's what I see. Um, the Eels take on the Rabbits. Big game, I guess, with premiership implications on uh, second game on Friday. The uh, Let's see, what have we got? We've got Mitch Moses is back for the Eels. So uh, Gutho's mate Arthur drops to the reserves. Um, Cartwright back on the bench. Uh, Regan Campbell, Campbell Gallard will miss this one with a groin injury. So uh, Kafusi starts up front. New Corey returns to 17. He's coming back from a knee injury. The Rabbitohs. Cameron Murray returns at lock. Super important in, I think, yes. for the Rabbits. Sewer uh, onto the bench. Uh, Benji on the bench along with Tatola. Um, and that's it. Rabbitohs by how many? Yep. Well, you know, the the Eels had, you know, close to 30 put on them by a very understrength Roosters side mm-hmm. in in two-thirds of a game last week. Yeah. Yeah. So stopping tries doesn't seem to be something that's been on their training plan. Yeah. Look, I expect the Eels to bounce back somewhat with, you know, the inclusion of Moses. And, is he, he going to be... Is he he'll straight... He'll... he'll Probably not, but I think what I think his presence. I think he'll be able to straighten them up in attack and kick them out of danger, where you, and just and, and at least give them somewhat better field position and they have to it. deal with. It's not going to be enough to win in the game because for whatever reason, Parramatta's like scoring mojo has 
fucking evaporated. It has disappeared. They're having so much trouble scoring points. And I don't see that changing because there's not a lot that's changed. Yeah, it's Mitchell Moses. And like you said, I mean, is he is yeah. he legitimately 100%? That's it. Um, he's not a, he's not a guy that's going to... He's not a guy that's going to play well hurt. If he's not 100%, yeah. he may as well not be there. He's, he's not, but again, it, it's that territorial advantage that he gives him is... Mm is as important as anything else he does on the field. Yep. So, but still, rabbits. Yep, rabbits and uh, and fairly easily too. Mm. Saturday, the Warriors take on the Sharks at Seabus. The Warriors side, uh, okay, so Ben Murdoch was out of the side. Uh, Otakulo uh, is out of the side and uh, Pedersen Rabadi, uh, Jermaine Tanoa Brown and Adam Pompey dropped the reserves. Adam Fanua Blake and Matt Lodge, Chanel Harris Tavita and Josh Curran all come back into the side. Peter Huku switches from 5 8 to center, and Ilyasa Katoa benched, and Jazz Tavanga named it hooker. Sharks. Ramian returns into centers. Talakai moves to second row. Williams to lock. Rudolph to prop. Tolman benched, and Metcalf drops to the reserves. And, uh, Matt Moylan on the extended bench. Not back in the side, though. Mm. This game is a lot different. It's got a different complexion after the last. I mean, yeah, exactly. Ask me two. Ask me two weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah, the Sharks, you know, fucking smashed them. Now the Warriors have some fight in them, and they've got you know AFB and, and Matt Lodge, which are both you know useful, yeah, useful props. They do, and, and give them a lot more fucking firepower than they had last week, where they uh, boiled over. Look, this means absolutely nothing because this is not a live podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give absolutely fucking no shits about who wins this game. And uh, National Fucking Treasure Bowl is about to run in the finals of the eight hundred meters. Oh so, shit! Do we have to do we have to fucking pause and <laughs> and call it? And call it. I mean, it means nothing live. I know he's. No, I know it doesn't. Saying. But no. But, um, fuck! I'd love the Warriors to take this one. I would fucking love the Warriors to take it. Um, yeah, no, I, I just I don't think they're gonna have uh, in, enough in terms of staying power. It was a big effort for them to take that game last week and come from behind. Um, but I think the Sharks will be too strong. Relatively short turnaround for the Sharks too, though. If you think, I mean, you know, and, playing and Monday they, to they weren't great. Well, no, they're fucking awful. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I think the. I think the Warriors might might squeak a win here. I'm, they are not without a chance. Mm. They are not without a chance. Um, oh, the guy the from the guy from uh, Kenya won. Oh, we've missed the race, and that's the end of it. That's it. What happened? What happened to Bowler? Didn't get a, he didn't, didn't place, did he? Don't think so. But to make the finals of the eight hundred oh, meters, yeah, it's tremendous. It's fucking amazing. It's tremendous. Um, God damn. You know, it's not about the color of the medal. It's about winning and not disgracing <laughs> your nation. I'm glad you said that and not Glenn. <laughs> if, Glenn if Glenn started a sentence with it's not about the color, I'd be fucking worried. Yeah, yeah get the, got a bit too much of that old Toowoomba in him. Um, now, I think one the rooster kid, one white kid. I don't give a fuck about colors. 
<laughs> the Roosters take on the Panthers uh, at Suncorp Stadium, uh, the 5.30 game. The Roosters side, Dale Copley rushed into the side on the wing. <laughs> uh, Joey Manu moves to the centres for the injured J-Moz. Um, what happened to um, Jarabuia Hargraves at, at the judiciary? Anyone? He's got a one. He's up for a one-week suspension. So he may ha- he may not be there, uh, pending pending the results of that charge. Um, the Panthers side. <clears throat> Appy is back. Isaiah Yo is back. Uh, Cleary. He was named in twenty-one, but I've been hearing that he's actually going to play. Is that correct? That's what the talk is. Yeah. Right. Um, in into and you know as, as what I mean by talk is somebody said something to Jerome Luai around. You know, do do you think Nathan will play? And he said, "Oh, you know, if, if he's fit, he'll play." Yeah, which right. Is turn, okay. Which is turning, you know, and he's been working really hard on his fitness, which yeah, is turning okay. to Luai backs Cleary to right to right. return. Okay, so uh, so Crichton suspended. So Capewell and Momorowski are the centers. Naden will shift to the wing. Rob Jennings drops out altogether. Uh, Sorensen replaces Capewell in the back row, and um, Tavita Pangai Junior is uh, listed in uh, jersey number fifteen mm. on the bench for his uh, his first appearance. Um, I, t- I mean, obviously, Penrith have seen how they go without Cleary. They don't need to win any more games this season before the finals. You know, realistically, I mean, falling out of the top four is not really a concern at, mm. at this point. Um, and with the nature of Cleary's injury being like a shoulder, it's not an injury that you, you know he can hide from if he's yeah. not one hundred percent. That's it. I mean, because especially, you know, you get a guy like Jared Rhea Hargraves, he'll be fucking at that shoulder. Yeah, spot on. In, the, the, in the defense Roosters, and in attack all game. The Roosters are a team that can find and isolate a player in the defensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Um, and, and I think if, if Cleary plays, um, he'll give a good account of himself, even if the shoulder's not 100%, but it doesn't take much. Um, doesn't take much for... To, to re-injure those those sorts of injuries, so um, I think to change his to change his game if he's trying to protect it because I mean his game relies on a lot of contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing is they have these um, things at the club. Um, fuck doctors uh, <laughs> who would understand the extent of the injury and would are they surely- bush doctors though, mate? Well, no, because they haven't done theirs. No, so see, they're, that's they're unable to. They yeah, can't speak it. from experience, mate. <laughs> they're these book. They're, they're, the, they're these fucking book educated people. Yeah, that's it. Fucking they didn't overrated go, that they shit. Didn't, they didn't go. They didn't go to the school of hard knocks, did exactly. they? Exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly. Fuck. That was the fucking the, the easiest thing about back back in the single days. All of the dating or most of the dating profiles had um, you know, education on there, and that you'd put where you went to school, mm-hmm. and. Anyone that had the school of hard knocks or school life, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. It's, it's like, funny they're all the people that are the, the that march on those freedom marches. Now. And that's it. Now I'm I'm, I'm not they have PhDs. People, I'm not promoting people who have had life experience. It the ones that have had the life experience don't need to fucking broadcast. Yeah, but, yeah. Which way are you swiping um, on anyone that said school, Campbelltown High School? You know they're into wild shit. Yeah, but I mean, you also know that you don't, you, you're you probably going to have to, you know, you're going to be front-loaded with probably three kids if it goes anywhere. 
And, so. and if I'm swiping on anyone up here from Campbelltown High School, it probably means that the AVO they had on their ex didn't work. <laughs> so. And, and you're and you're you're going to have to pay for their bus fare to get up to get them up to consummate this burgeoning internet romance. Are you up for the drive to Anala? Would, would you like to come up to consummate? Oh no, I'm not into threesomes. <laughs> no, I hate I fucking hate soup. <laughs> What'd you fucking call me? I think more so than than Cleary coming back. The important in here is Isaiah Yo. You know, Cleary is obviously a massive, massive fucking loss for that team. But the way Isaiah Yo strings the you know both sides of the field together in attack uh, was sorely fucking missed. So the Panthers need to start their their upwards trajectory as we move into the finals, uh, and this will be a very good test for them to do it. So. Panthers thirteen plus cunts haven't well, fucking and, and, been and, anywhere below second all year, and they need to start their upward trajectory. <laughs> fuck yeah. out of here, cunt! That's worse I than did, the pile of shit you trotted out last night. I didn't say they <laughs> needed to improve their position on the ladder, but in terms of the quality of the football they've displayed over the last month, True. it has been far from what they displayed earlier in the season. I'm interested to see how Cleary uses Pangai. What sort of minutes he gives him? What sort of uh, you know roaming sort of role? How he how he utilizes his skill set early on and, and with a view to the finals. Mm. I hope depends it's how long very it takes simple. him. To, depends on how, how long it takes him to get the shits with kick out and hook him. Yeah, mm. and, then, and then see if Pangai works out better in that position on the <laughs> <Yeah>. left. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I I would expect Penrith to win certainly if Cleary comes back. Uh, yeah, I'm not discounting the Roosters though. I mean, they played very well last week against yeah, a team that's you know a, you know, high up the ladder. And, you know, hasn't taken too many losses through the season, so you know it's a little bit of a tough one. But um, the thing with the Panthers, they can't they can't absorb another flogging because it's one thing to be without some players, but when you're a team at that level, yeah, you, know, you should still you should be able to you know not necessarily win the game, but you should be able to cover yourself to the point where you're not getting blown out like last week, you know? So, um... Uh, yeah, look, I think with the amount they had out last week, that that's not as horrid as it seems, as a, you know, the scoreline in isolation. But but you're right, they do need to put in a much better performance this week. Yeah, because I mean, like, they got the, the 10 points they got towards the end there that sort of made it look a little bit better. But otherwise, it was, you know, as horrible as... as horrible looking as, as the... the, the the Parramatta game was, you know, for, for the Eels. Uh, last game on Sunday, on Saturday, it is the 10th anniversary of the Brookie Brawl. And it's supposed to be a Brookie, but it's at Suncorp Stadium because some can't eat a bat. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Melbourne Storm. Um, uh, Josh Alloyer back into the side, Kurt Sirin and dropping out. Thank God. Um, and uh, looks like uh, Paseca still in the side after fucking one of the great trips that we've seen. I was talking to someone through the week about this, uh, about this, that trip that he fucking, <laughs> that he, remember back in the day, like, it must have been like, remember, let's like, catch someone back to the 90s and, like, if someone tripped someone, it was as yeah. bad as coat hangering yeah, someone. it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it was, and you didn't have to, like, you didn't have to actually trip them. You kind of just had to get them a little bit or, you know, look like you were, you stuck your foot out and you, you Josh Reynolds six, made tripping cool though. Oh, 
But he'd get like six weeks. He'd get six weeks of pop, though, just for looking like it. Mm. And this was like one of the fucking all-time greats. The player face-first Superman over the leg. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Yeah, you know, it's a couple it. of bucks, but you know, it's, yep. it's, so it's just if anyone knows that, like, it, for me, it felt like it happened. It just happened out of the blue, where tripping was like a thing that was probably the second worst thing you could do on the field, and then all of a sudden it became something that cost you fifteen hundred bucks. And like, I don't really remember when that change happened, except it just it just hit me that wow. It ain't like obviously scientists have determined that tripping is not as hazardous to opposing players as we previously thought. So we're not going to make it a a, a fucking punishable so th- act. Thinking about it as you're saying it, though, mm. you were always allowed to ankle tap. Now I know you're yeah, not going to break anyone's shin with with your outstretched hand, but there's yeah, also but also, but ankle ankle tapping. You kind of you know you're tripping. You're forcing them to trip themselves, but you know crossing their leg. Yeah. You know, um, whereas tripping itself, I mean, you know, we've seen Anderson Silva and <laughs> Chris Weidman and guys like that snapping their legs. But yeah, um, anyway, point being he's in the side, the Storm side. Okay, uh, Kafusi suspended. Fucking again. Hasn't he turned into the real grubby motherfucker? Yeah. I mean, he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't always been like that, has he? No, he wasn't. For me, it only, it's, it only occurred to me like over the last sort of you know, year and a half. He's been that way. But I'm is sure that, someone's going to come and give me examples of him. Is that trying, fucking... you know, he's he's a bit older now. He, he's trying to sort of expand his role. On, like, I need to be the enforcer. I need to. I reckon he just looks in the mirror. He gets up every morning, looks in the mirror, realizes his fucking hair's retreated another centimeter, and he's just fucking dirty <laughs> at the world. Yeah, okay. t- and and then, like, because who's, who's he smash? Pappy sporting his glorious fucking <laughs> uncanny X-Men mullet. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, maybe it's just that. I mean, we have to go back and look at who do, who do you, who do you smack to get suspended last week? We have to we have to roll tape. I bet you someone with a glorious head of hair. <laughs> and there you found it. Um, <laughs> uh, so Chris Lewis comes in the side there. Eisenhuth to the interchange. Uh, where what's Pappy? So Pappy's on the bench. Um, I heard that there was potential for Jerome Hughes to be. He has a niggle or something, and he yeah, may not calf. take the field. Yeah, at which point maybe Nico goes into the halves and Pappy goes to fullback, or not quite sure what's going to happen there. But look, big game, big fucking game. big game. Yeah. Um, the brookie ball, the brookie ball was a big game you know, in the in this context of the time as well. Nice. I mean, that was you know coming into the round, yeah, you know, that was in the yeah you know, coming leading up to the finals in twenty eleven. And man, Adam Blair did. bashed Glenn Stewart that hard. He made him Brett Stewart's sister. Yeah, kind of not really what happened, but um, I was there, saw it. Yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. That's <laughs> how I remember it. That's how I did mine. Oh, it was too a, much of that. Was too much of his children going. I'm Adam Blair. I'm Adam Blair. Chair, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Look, I hope this. I hope this guy plays for West one day. <laughs> Tuck my mouth guard oh. in behind my ear. Fucking how good! Now look, though, this this is a this is a, a winnable game for Manly Storm in tremendous form as well. You know, obviously, but they've been in tremendous form and for a fucking long time. Let's be mm. real. And there hasn't for them there hasn't been a lot of 
top level competition in a while. And I mean, that's something that Manly have faced as well in, in, uh, in the recent couple of weeks as well. Yeah. So look, this is a great, a great test for both sides to see where they're at against real teams. Um, and look, I'm happy if Manly's put in a great performance and, you know, if, if they lose, they lose, but I just want to see them hang with these guys because always at this stage of the season, there's been so many times in the past, there was a game in, two, in late 2008 where the Storm beat Manly. I think it was around 16-12, 16-14 in the last couple of weeks. And even though they lost, you could just tell that they they knew what to do. They knew what to do, and the next time it would be different. Same thing happened against the Broncos. In uh, there was a after the Brookie brawl, how we had half the side suspended. Then we played the Broncos in you know one of the last rounds of the season, if not the last round that year. Same thing. Like they you know, they narrowly went down, but you knew just from the way they played that they were you know that they had them covered, and then they came back and got them the next time. So I want to see that sort of thing. But you know, but let's face it, if they fucking win, fuck how far great, back? Great shot in the arm. How far back was Manly Penrith? Oh, fucking like round six or eight or seven or like ages ago. Because that was we that had was to play. After you were good. They are round eight. Yeah, but it was only it was only like the week after we were good. That was that was the last time that Manly had any any decent opposition. No, no, we played. We flogged. We flogged Parramatta weeks after that. You flogged played. who? Do you hear yourself? Yeah, Parramatta, the top four side. That you continued when, to fucking call frauds for the entire season. Hang yeah, on, but that was the game. But that's the game. With, that, that was the game where they were proven to be frauds. Who's their fullback? Uh, Manly proved them to be frauds. No, who's their fullback? Who's fullback? Parramatta's. King Nutho. There you go. I rest my case. Uh, who's your rests, fullback? Dylan so... fucking Dylan fucking Edwards. I mean, let's and we beat potato, you twenty-eight sixteen. Potato, <laughs> potato. Yeah, but that was only the second week after we were good. Now we've had like a fucking you know season to build. So sure. you you'll get you'll get your chance in the grand final if you're fucking good enough, but against you know, Melbourne, yeah, unlikely. You had you had your chance, you blew that. <laughs> the storm the storm own you now. It's um, not the first time I've gone back after failing to blow something. <laughs> Look, manly, not thirteen plus. We'll see. I'll be happy with a win. A win by a field daily, daily with a, a two-point field goal to get the win by one point after the storm get a field goal to take a one-point lead late in the game and think they got it won. Mm. And uh, yeah, then daily hits one from fucking halfway. The, the yeah. storm do have a disrupted game in them. They they, they do have they've been so good for so long. That's a, and like they are a side that can do that, but. You know, they're yeah, they they're, they're the team they're the team that now that Penrith were in the first two months of the competition. They, they're they the benchmark, need... the one that the team's lifting against. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, lifting against. Yeah, that's it. And Desi and Desi has an extremely good fucking record about coaching Bellamy. And he's one of the few coaches that do. Mm. So, you know, we shall see. It's just it. it, it the only thing I wonder is like how much Desi's starting to, you can see he's starting to like uh, try things and they're just sort of like probing with new sort of, uh, you know, set plays and things like that, that I think he's keeping a lot of it sort of in his back pocket until, you know, until it counts in the finals. And so I just wonder how much he's going to uh, do with that sort of shit. But look, I want to see the forwards compete with, uh, you know, an excellent storm forward pack. I want to see Harry Grant and Brandon Smith restrained as much as fucking possible because they're both brilliant players and difficult to fucking handle for any side. 
And I want to see if I can Tommy run a train. Give me mm. those things and you'll give me victory. You, you should also happy. probably hope that he doesn't copy that fucking cunt in the long jump today. Look, he's fucking had less injuries this year than fucking Nathan Cleary and Luai and uh, several other players. So let's fucking let's, together, let's chill. Yeah. Let's let's chill on the individually. So let's fucking chill on the <laughs> let's chill on the fucking uh, on the on the injury talk. That shit's over. We decide. We've already just established he's doomsday. He's come back and he's oh, built fuck. the fucking. <laughs> As in, he he's... can't speak properly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, that. And every time he gets in, and every time he gets injured, he comes back more indestructible. And, uh... Yeah, your boy's playing really well tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Hey, Sally, come and do a media interview with me. And for patrons, we have the uh, the two PM game at Seabus on Sunday, which is the Bulldogs versus the West Tigers. So if you are a patron on. Uh, <laughs> I can't I think it's, it goes speak. for every tier from the four ninety nine. Is it four ninety nine tiers up? Oh. I think uh, get the extra content, and so <coughs> we are. We will, yeah, so we'll be doing this one. We'll be doing it live. It'll be uh, live streamed through the Patreon. I've uh, done my research on how to set up, how to do that, and uh, we have the technology. So that's what's going to be happening. Um, if anyone for, would like to, to hear us, and by us I mean all three of us experience a West Tigers game as it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if you, if you enjoy hearing us recapping a West Tigers game a day or two after the fact, memories <sighs> fade, things get fuzzy, you forget the small details. However, <laughs> hearing it live... <laughs> you, well, you were talking about that guy in the long jump today. I mean, you're going to hear... That's the sound of Glenn, Glennie's fucking heart <laughs> when Luke Brooks oh. runs the length of the field to score a match when he tried. <laughs> Only to have him fucking call back because his little T-Rex arm got too close to the ball. <laughs> I fucking can't wait for this. It's going to be fantastic. This is an absolute slaughter in the making for the West Tigers to improve their for and against greatly, to get themselves another two points on the competition table and, and ease their way towards one of those last two finals positions that, let's be honest, pretty fucking easy to obtain for every team in the competition except for fucking maybe the Broncos and the Doggies. Which they uh, deserve. They deserve to play Absolutely finals. we do. They do. Like, and not just one, like all 17. All of them. All of them yes. do. Um, now, the Bulldogs side... Big changes. Oh, this is here. That, that's the sound of opportunity. Knocking Glennie. Big changes in the doggy side. Jay Knockenbore has been dropped, which is unfortunate for you guys because he has been fucking hopeless the last two <laughs> weeks. Um, Flano Junior. He has been uh, dropped out, dropped as well after his 400th chance to play well. So the goat, the scapegoat. <laughs> so Go we've on, got uh, Fala Kiko Manu coming in on the wing. Beyond Diodo gets the number six. Nick Meany goes to fullback. Corey Allen on the wing. Sione Katoa added to the bench. Avasir Manafanai is named to start prop. Napa benched and Renoff Tony is out of the 21 together, altogether, which is just fucking petty from... I mean, this is a player in the side that has been scouted and deemed good enough to play for the Roosters. Yeah. So the Roosters sign him. And so Trent's like, fuck you then. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is the, the fucking most loserish mentality, um, and uh, Jackson Topine comes in jersey number twenty-two. West Tigers, let's see what we got. Changes from the last round. Oh, it's not good. 
Dane Laurie. <laughs> I forgot I forgot that he got injured. <laughs> so Moses Umbai comes in at fullback. He's preferred, came into his the, preferred position. I think his preferred position is just first grade. It's just a general uh, term. His preferred it? position is 5'8 for St. George, but unfortunately he's still contracted to the West Tigers. <laughs> so Cheekham in the centres. Uh, James Tamau returns to the front row. Twelve drops to the bench. Uh, McCauley returns off a Hengawe benched. Uh, Tuki Simpkins drops to the reserves. Oh, and Sini promoted to the interchange. Winger, winger oh, on the up? bench. Magius. Yeah. So what are they going to do with him? I think that's going to be what they, they, they'll probably. Who fucking knows how their mind works, is honestly? That, is that coverage? Is that the only thing that can fuck us here? Is a severe injury to an outside back. And so just to cover my ass, because this is an unlosable game. <laughs> is it? I is it? Is it bench. more like, or, or is it something like, you know, we don't really know how Mumbai is going to go at fullback. And, you know, we've got Dewey there as well. Maybe we might shuffle things around if things start poorly. I don't, I don't fucking know. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mumbai, what does he go to lock or something? You know, does fucking hell? Who knows? He's just preparing for genius. This is a warm yeah. up for genius arriving. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Oh, did, so, did, did you see one day on the bench? I had two props: a winger and a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember, remember, remember that time when the, when the West Tigers had Corey Patterson on the wing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking and good times. Prada Willie coming off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clenny. That's a deep Talk cut. me through this one. How's it going? How, how are you going to win this game by how much? Oh, look, if we don't win by 50, it's fucking travesty. We've got a lot to prove to ourselves, to our families, to our fan base, to the fucking rugby league world at large about how we belong in the final series in 2021. The West Tigers will bring hope, they'll bring joy, they'll bring salvation to people that have been suffering under the oppression of the Australian government and the uh, conspiracy theory otherwise known as the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll do it by executing 17 fucking Bulldogs on that field. Mark my words. That's what beheading them. Beheading them. He's, he's got a, a Bulldogs team poster and just glued pictures of Gladys onto all their heads. Yep. I hope yeah. so, for your sake, mate. He would be a tinfoil hatter, hey? Madge. Madge. He, 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 he probably he tends that way. He, he, yeah. does, he does give like me if, that impression. If pushed, he's probably not sure about the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, the, the Tigers. I mean, they must. They have to win this game, right? Can't lose. The problem is the dogs. You just you never know. I mean, like they were. They, you well, always we know, about, Nathan. You always. They're kind know. of. They, they they're kind of lately. They've kind of been in the games, except for last week, and that was Flano Junior. So maybe the fact that he's been dropped again, maybe yeah. this means it's like an on week, mate, like as mate. on as the dogs get. I mean, it's not, which is not great, but hey, you know, have like, you, on ish. Have you been watching fucking Doggy Town? Tales no, of. Ty, Ty. Tiger Town, I'll tell you, Tales I've watched that episode Belmore. 20 times. I'll tell you, I wish I was. The West Tigers are always in a fucking game. Until yeah, that well, game starts, then we're <laughs> fucked. 
<laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that saying? Like that, that, what's that, that? That adage about you know, like it's like yeah, play like the world's watching. You know, like play like the West Tigers. This is play like there's a fucking documentary news crew recording every fucking minute of you being on the field and that and then that performance will be edited for dramatic effect and put on television in a couple of months time maybe play like that that's all the fucking motivation you teach need teach a man to play rugby league and he'll win for a lifetime sign that man to the west tigers he'll never fucking win again it's in the fucking bible if you cared to read it you fucking heathens as those words were coming out of your mouth, I could literally see the meme that fucking Steve is going to make. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the West Fuck the Bulldogs. And we're going to do it live. So yeah, join us over on Patreon for that one, boys and girls. Uh, finally, the Gold Coast Titans take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Seabus, the Gold Coast side. Um, Patrick Herbert is back. So that gets Masters out of the 17. Tyrone Peachy suspension. Uh, means Aaron Clark will return via the bench uh, from injury and uh, Firmo goes to the bench for feeder starting back row and the Cowboys side. Val Holmes returns from his uh, shoulder injury and so he'll replace Jake Granville uh, at fullback and um, what else we got here? Granville drops to the bench. Kane Bradley's out with a hand injury so Hampton starts in the centre. Tualangi shifts to the wing and uh, Gilbert, Lukey and Hess all start. Tamalolo moves to the back row with murderous Frank and uh, and Wright dropping to the reserves and done on the bench. It's a lot of fucking changes. Mm. Oh, Titans. Titans at home. Yeah. In front of the same amount of fans. Titans at home. When people don't eat bats. <laughs> no cunt knows there's a pandemic down there. We're just yeah. not showing up because we just never do. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing the Titans can do, it's put a big score on an under-par defence. Mm. And that's what they're coming up against this week. Mm. Yeah, uh, Cowboys can kind of score points as well, and the Titans' defense is one of the worst in the competition. Definitely bottom three, in my opinion. Um, man, I mean, surely the Titans, right? Yeah, surely. Surely, thirteen plus would have to. Olympics are on right now, and you know what isn't on? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with the help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawn Mower 4.0, now available in Australia. Uh, if an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. Use the code TWILLNATION. We're closed up now, but eventually the world's going to open up again. You know what else is going to open up again? Legs. Yours, theirs, all the fucking legs are going to be open. And what you don't want is your new date texting their friends after you've left saying, I've just had a fucking COVID Sasquatch. There's a package specifically for you. It's the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Hair and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. 
Speaking of dates, the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system. Nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in even the most delicate of holes, such as your date. After trimming your probes, show them some sportsmanship with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver, Ball Toner. They're the key to feeling victorious this year. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TWILLNATION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION, all in caps, at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. Mailbag time. Let's see what we have. Shane starts off and he says, does it feel weird to anyone else that despite them being a step ahead of the rest of the comp, the Storm are still quite a likable team now? Cheese, Nico, Pappy all seem to be decent guys. The old days of the Storm being horrible pricks seems a long way in the past. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't say a long way in the past. I mean, I think, you know, the last fucking game they played last year is when it ended. Mm. And, you know, coincidentally, around about the same time as the career of Captain Cuntox. That's it. That was the final. But, yeah, they got more likable as years went on because they, you know, they dropped, you know, Billy Slater. And um, I never really had anything against Coops. But, um, yeah, no. but yeah, no, they definitely are. And, uh, you know, when you see, like, you know, young players that just love to fucking play and the team has a good vibe about them, yeah. I mean, that sort of thing is, sort of, you know, it's kind of infectious. It's easy to get around. Yeah, that's it. Um, saw one here on Twitter, and I'll say it now so I don't forget about it. But uh, it's from Lachlan, uh, uh, Lachlan2505 on Twitter. said, uh, as someone who only got onto the podcast in the last few years, it's fun going back and listening to the older episodes and the examples he's provided here are episodes 56 and 57, Oof. and hearing how Glenn thought Townsend would be Rookie of the Year in 2011. Even the old <laughs> stuff is gold, even though it's no longer relevant. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> Thank you, sir. A lot oh. of people go back. I often wonder how those old ones go. Fuck. Yeah, like a decade removed, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, something's changed. The more, you know, the more they stay the same, eh, Glennie? Well, it. you weren't I... Glennie then. Look, do you remember when you cunts used to you know, at the end of the year, go back to the first episode of the year and look at your predictions. Mm, see what yeah. came out and what, what did yeah. it. Um, fuck, over the space of a year, things changed. Imagine yeah. how it is 10 years later. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, there was only one good year for that and it was just lucky for me because, I, like, obviously at the start of every season, I was going to say, manly premiership, this person does this, this person does blah, blah, blah. And then it just happened, you know, in 2011, manly yeah. win the premiership, and, like, everything I said was right because it was just the most biased manly shit I was going to say anyway. Um, Bennett says, given the current lockdown situation in Brizzy, which is preventing me from attending the Battle of Brookies' 10th anniversary match, any suggestions on how I can get the full Super Grover gronking off experience at home without risking the welfare of my family? Look in the mirror. <laughs> Fuck. I was just to say, do you have like a, a homeless alcoholic uncle? <laughs> Maybe invite him over to watch the footy. But you did say without risking the welfare of your family. And I don't think you can get the full Super Grover experience while oh, maintaining the welfare of your family. No. You know? Look, I'll tell you what. If you get <clears throat> a red cattle dog <laughs> with mange... And stick a firecracker and s- in its ass. And soak it 
in nail polish remover <laughs> and then lick it, that'll cover off four of the senses of what it's like to hang out with Super Grover. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. Says- guess which one it misses, though. <laughs> Answer in the comments. John Hart says, so where is this year's grand final meetup being held in Brisbane? Calm down. Let's, yeah. let's get let's get out of lockdown first. I'm confident that we will be out of lockdown in time to do something in Brisbane. But, you know, let's just fucking, you know, cross that bridge first before we get our hopes up, eh? I'm crossing um, fingers it's another week, 10 days at most. Yeah. Mm. No, it's looking it pretty promising. fucking raw duck still living. No, it won't be. It won't be, that. it won't be there. Uh, <laughs> fucking monster! He's talking about the balut somewhere. It's not somewhere that says balut. Um, <laughs> oh, I told him I will eat one of those after he downs a fucking healthy shot of my balut. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you know, you're you're laughing, you're laughing, Glenn, but it's like it's a known fact that yeah. he does have. Like fucking like like half half fucking fermented duck larva duck fucking fetuses floating in his jizz. Well, it's not duck fetuses. <laughs> no. you, put, you crack the top off the egg and there's a little face there that's going, You're a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay, so Andy said, Where in Melbourne will the meetup be? <clears throat> fucking won't be, even if the grand finals there. Um, because we're not going to be allowed down there anyway. Uh, Jason says, so where in Cairns will the meetup be? <laughs> there was a case up there today, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're under, you're going to be under the same shit. Um, Ryan says, regarding Milford going to Souths, how well do you think their oranges are going to be cut up at half time? Surely he's had enough practice to be up there with the best in the comp. Mm. My only hope for him is that this is his Benji at Brisbane moment. Mm. Yeah, I hope like, he is. Look, you remember Benji at the Dragons, where he he didn't get why no one wanted him. Like the the Dragons offered him another contract at a slight was it slightly reduced or the same money, and he said, "Oh no, I'm going to test myself on the open market." Yep. And to their fucking credit, when he said no to that, they went, "Okay, well that offer's gone now." Yep. And he then went and tested himself on the open market and discovered that the open market wasn't very kind. The open market was far more closed than he anticipated. <laughs> yes. And and that was when, when Wayne took him and essentially reinvigorated his career Yep, with him under the understanding that no one fucking wanted him. So that is my hope for Milford going into South next year uh, because I, I think he is now close to the greatest thing that never was, mm. yeah. if that makes sense. Okay. Dan said, uh, if COVID is still cracking next year, what do you say to NRL Island? Sure, there's plenty of Pacific Pacific nations with an island that temporary part with Airbnb style for the season. Players, officials, families, and no doubt the ugly children of a few sponsors. You could have spin-off reality shows about whatever the wags are bickering over. PVL could do all these press conferences in a Hawaiian shirt in front of a palm tree with Abdo dressed as Gilligan. <laughs> The judiciary could be Monday night luau with a bonfire. And if there are serious injuries, instead of a boring medicab, we'd get a fucking chopper. There's obviously enormous potential here, and I'm just scratching the surface. Fuck, that's got some legs, hey? I love it. I love it as a concept. It does. And and look, this has been proven by a major sporting organization in the UFC. They had a, a rich fucking sheik give them an, the use of an island in Dubai. 
mm. where they had where they had a hotel there. They had the uh, arena for the purpose of the fights. They could fly. They could fly the athletes in there, have them tested every day leading up to an event. It was under a strict bubble sort of situation. No one in or out. Every win was catered to, you know, catered for in there, and it worked great. And that's why they were like they were, you know, one of if not the first sporting sort of organisations. Yeah, but- Regularly where, going. Where COVID. did they think of doing that? Didn't that come up last time, like last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was floated. Where were they going to do it? Oh, What's that know, one pretty, off Brisbane? Uh we got a, we got a couple. Um, no, the one with the big resort on it. Fra- uh, Fraser, Tangaluma. Oh, Morton Island. No, that's where Tangaluma <laughs> is. Then you got Stratty, which has which. Uh, you know, it's like Coochie Mudlow Island. <laughs> Fisherman, Fisherman Island, Saint Helena Island, where the old leper colony was. Isn't that Peel Island? There's Peel. There's a Peel Island as well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's where the leper colony was. I thought it was on Saint Helena. Oh, Saint Helena was prison as well. Did you go over there at school excursion back in the day? Oh, no, you yeah, did Tang- schooling down there, didn't you? Tangaluma Island Resort. Yeah, that's that's Morton Island. That's on there the southern, southern tip of Morton Island. That's it. I'm not sure there's enough. Uh, I don't know where they could put a stadium over there, though. It's the only thing. Well, they wouldn't have one. It'd be on a fucking island. That's the point. You need a ground. There'd, there'd be yeah, a footy ground there. On Morton Island? I don't know if there would be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But that, look, I am all for the island. If someone wants to grab like one of the Whitsunday Islands oh. and put a fucking footy field on like this is the sort of wild shit that people like Clive Palmer should be investing their money in instead of the donkey brain shit that he spends it on. Like fucking you know? Israel Folau. Yeah, like <laughs> trying to just influence the fucking government to, you know, do whatever right-wing shit he's into. If he wants to win the hearts and minds, <laughs> bankroll NRL Island, man. Yeah, fuck Get yeah. it done. I'm all for, I am all for it, sir. Um, Zoran's got one. This is going to be interesting to discuss. I mean, I have I have a strong opinion on it. Now that COVID's uh, now that COVID's flipped everything again, thoughts on a three-game grand final series in the near, near future? Both teams get a home game within their state, and if a third game is required, it will always be played in Sydney. I think with the extra amount of money the NRL has lost and paid out in extra operational costs over the last few years, it's something you would seriously consider looking as a way of building up more money in the bank again, not to mention the hype of having a grand final in your state and being able to go to it to support your team. You guys go. You guys can go first. I, I, actually, no, I'll go first because my opinion is really strong and... and, and fuck yeah, no. No. No fucking way. No fucking how. I could not be less interested in, in a three-game grand finals, final series as a concept at all. Mm. Look, why? Yeah. Why not? Why not seven? I mean, if you're going to have multiple games in a, in in a series for a final series, why don't you you know do it like NBA or or NHL? Or you can, just or you... just based on the amount of rest you'd need between each game. That's why mm. we wouldn't do that. Um. So what we do three just be like three consecutive weekends. I think that, yeah. I don't nah. think I don't think that there is enough right with it to make it a better choice. But I don't think there's enough wrong with it to make it a worse choice either. As in, if if they all of a sudden said, okay, three game series, okay, it's different. Um, there are different things to worry about if your team makes the grand final. Um, you know, there's obviously the risk of injuries is is mm-hmm. extrapolated out across the, the number of games. Um, it probably brings coaches 
into the effect more. You know, on, on grand final day, you you're dealing with a lot of nerves for that that first event. Takes those out of play, um, and then if you lose the first one, it gives a coach an opportunity to adjust the game plan for the second. Um, so I'm I'm not instantly no, but there's not enough good about it to make me think that I want it more than what's there. It ultimately, mate. It, it ultimately, you know, diminishes each individual game to create to create like a you know like a whole thing. I, yeah, couldn't and be. I, I, I think if you more did opposed. it, if you did it, then there's also those things of you wouldn't you wouldn't want a dead rubber. Mm. Yeah, and so then what do you do? That means if the, the team sweeps, do you cancel the third? What does that cost you? It yeah, seems to be. It to seems to be. Yes. It seems to be a third game. It seems to be a third game if necessary. So I think based on the on on the uh, the proposal in front of us, the third game is only if required. Yeah, that's it. So I think there's enough change to be out the game over the years. You know, rules. Um, you know, the general feel and how things are played. I I like okay, the grand final. I like the grand final concept. I like the idea of the the build up to it, and the you know the pressure of one game <clears throat> putting it together on that day. And yeah, I'm, I'm probably yeah, the only th- traditionalist in that sense. The only thing I would I would want to change in respect to like the grand finals and that sort of things. Always a one grand final, but maybe you know attach more prestige to the minor premiership, which is accumulated over a long fucking time. And the team that wins a minor premiership is, you know, highly deserving. And it's like, and I think it's an accolade that's kind of, you know, it's not even a tenth of like, you know, winning the grand final. And I think so. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, that elevated. But perhaps it's just, you know, the way that, you know, we see, you know, we see our sport. That, you know, I don't know. But yeah, three games from me. Fuck no. From Glenn. Fuck no. From um, stepdad. Maybe. Look, I, you know, I'm uh, I'm change positive in that that I I have an a uh, I I am open to new possibilities. You know, um, otherwise Glenn would have never discovered what CNC was the other night. <laughs> uh, Jason said, "Ugg boots." Should not be worn past the letterbox. Discuss. Depends on the type. I remember many, many moons ago when I first um, I first met Jay, and I don't know if it was your profile pic or something on Facebook or something, and you had the old Chocolate Soldier Penrith Panthers jersey and knee high UGG boots, and I was like, "That's the that's my fucking people." Well, yeah, they they weren't knee high; they were shin high. Well, um, fuck it, knee high for you, shin high for most people. But you know. yeah, they were fuck me UGG boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, they were fucking great. Um, oh, yes, and look, I'll go further than that. Thongs shouldn't be worn in public either. Right. So fucking don't at me, you thongs. Thongs, thongs should be gross th- foot exposing. Yeah, thongs thong shouldn't be worn. Thongs shouldn't be worn. Period, except perhaps like onto the beach. That's what. Yeah, un- yeah, unless you are performing, or to the or to the tip, like yeah, no, nowhere, in, like nowhere in like you know nowhere where there's like you know any 
I'm happy human. to expose my feet to sand and garbage juice. <laughs> well, I mean, Why I don't would know you wear thongs you... to the tip? I, I, I don't know when the last time you've been to the tip, but I mean, now they're very fucking sterile fucking concrete fucking <laughs> facilities. But um, or maybe I'm yours still not bit. wearing fucking thongs there. But, um, is, is the only it, thing you take to the tip scrunched up paper and pillows? <laughs> Mostly green waste. What do you do with your needles? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you just rinse them out and fucking reuse them, <laughs> don't you? Um, but like, I mean, the the, que- the question is, you know, Ugg boots should not be worn past the letterbox. I mean, I would I'd just stop at the word worn. Ugg, Ugg boots should not be worn. Period. I think you did. You wear some to my house one night back in the day, Glennie. Probably. I've got this fucking memory. I've got this memory back, like back in the day. Hey mate, look what I've got on. I can't uh, go past your letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was zero um, fucks given back in the day. Look, and, yeah. I, and I'll I'll expand on that. Is the, to me the greatest thing about COVID is that I literally haven't worn anything except sneakers for over a year now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's my life. Yep, yep. Um, and that'll do for those questions, I think. That's a good batch. Thank you, everyone who sent questions through. I uh, appreciate you, motherfuckers. And uh, on that note, that is full time for episode 422. Thanks for listening. Head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to grab all the links to our social media communities, Patreon, and more. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash twill nation. Drop us a rating or review on Apple podcasts. Just tell a friend, um, get around it. Uh, we love interacting with new listeners, so don't be shy and, uh, yeah, feel free to send us in shit for the mailbag anytime. Um, I don't have anything else to add fellas. So if you've got some final words, um, I do just want to give a shout out to, uh, New, new superfan Ned. Oh yes. Um, who, who did something um, incredibly sweet individually for the three of us. Yes. And and whilst we we never expect anything back from anyone in the community, um, it, it was it was touching that you you thought enough of what we do to to give those those gifts to us uh mate we sincerely appreciate it we sincerely appreciate you and uh you're a, a wonderful addition to the community at large so um speak for your fucking self jeez well, it's you know, maybe a some, fucking yeah, pretty ordinary attempt to come back Mitch sometimes Kelly, you can take aka off. fucking ned Ned says X, Y, fucking Z. Pretty ordinary attempt to come back from very early in the season when you fucking wanted to pile on the fucking so-called new dad or real dad or whoever the fuck you wanted to call me. Ned says fuck fuck real dad or fuck new dad. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And now you want to come crawling back and trying to fucking put my dick in your mouth. It's not going to happen. You know... Jay was, was being. Jay was. Jay, Jay, no, Jay was. Being, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Jay, Jay was Ned being very says, sincere then. Ned uh, look, says. This, listen, 
Jay was being very sincere there, and I would like to echo his comments as well, in one hundred percent, in full and uh, completely. And you know, perhaps, perhaps Glenny, <laughs> just once, you can take the fucking pumpkin off your head <laughs> and drop the fucking mask and drop the act, <laughs> and be appreciative of I've, of what a great listener I've of the show shared did. Shared by sentiments, grateful cunt. I've shared my <laughs> sentiments with Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and I would imagine he's having a little bit of a laugh. Um, yeah, through a yes. fucking mask of tears. Yeah. You're ungrateful fucking cunt. Fuck him. <laughs> Next you'll tell him what you really think of fucking Scrubs. I've never seen it. Well, <laughs> The greatest insult of all. <laughs> you first. You first. <laughs> How is that? Uh, Telling fans that what they love isn't worth your time, <laughs> you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. That's it, boys. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Patrons, don't forget, 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon, we're doing the live game companion for the uh, West Tigers crushing victory over the hapless Canterbury Bankstown Doggies. We'll see you then. See ya. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.